0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: I think the biggest thing is really just talking about it and communicating with that client. Like, yes, this is huge. This is what I'm nervous about. This is what I think we can do. This is how we can literally plan it out. Say, hey, this is what I'm nervous about, but this is what I'm going to do to see if we can make sure we can compensate for this thing that I'm worried about.
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf. Today, I've got Jesse Barlow on the King stage. My man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chaz. Appreciate it. You know, it's it's funny. This is one of the first times I've recorded a lot of shows now, and this doesn't happen very often where I have to literally text my guest and go, hey, um, I need 10 minutes. I'm sorry. Um, and, and the text I got back from you was, whew, thank goodness. Me too. <laughs> and so here we are. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk with another hustler, grinder, mover, shaker. Jesse, tell us what kind of business that you got, brother.
1: I'm in the concrete business. So literally the physical labor, we put down concrete. Uh,
0: we, hey, we all have it. We all need it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, literally, it's a lot of it's, it's a huge industry that a lot of people forget. I mean, you're not going to build a building without concrete.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, and what I know about concrete is that, um, well, I was 13, 14, and 15 working underneath underneath the table, yeah. and uh, I'm the only skinny kid working um, with no shirt on because I wanted to tan. Yep. You know, because I couldn't I couldn't get a pool membership. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't have the money for that. Um, but I could work and I could get a tan laying concrete. So I'm, I'm laying forms. I'm, I'm smooth. I'm, I'm trialing. I'm cleaning up the site afterwards as, as they made me do all the, all the grunt work as a 14 year old. But that's what I know about concrete.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's where most of us start. Somehow, somehow we just end up stuck in it or, you know, really what I chose to do is leverage that to get me what I ultimately wanted. I wanted to leverage my experience with that. And I've been doing it since I was 14, similar to what you did. You just pack forms and you wheelbarrow and you just do like some really, really dumb shit. Yep. But for whatever reason, I caught on super quick to it. And I leveraged that experience to ultimately get me what I wanted. Do I, I want to get out there and pour concrete every day? No. I mean, it's a lot less stressful than running the business by all that's, means.
0: That's right. Me. <laughs> it is. It is.
1: But, uh, I always told myself, I'm going to leverage my experience to build ultimately what I wanted, which was the business. I always yeah. wanted to be a business owner.
0: You know, that, that kind of leads me into my, my first question. I ask this to every guest and it's why, like, why are you doing this? Obviously at this level, you've been successful. So, you know, monetarily you, you've, you've achieved what most people out there, including most of our listeners here today that haven't yet. And so you've, you've achieved success. Why are you doing it? Why are you still doing it even at this level?
1: I'm doing it because I want to see what I'm capable of. I mean, that's why I do it. To selfishly say, what is Jesse really capable of? I want to see what my potential is, really. Like, yeah. nobody says I can't fucking do it besides me. Realistically, who's going to tell you that you can't do 100 million other than your own voices in your own head?
0: That's right.
1: So realistically, I mean, that's, that's really what strives and drives me to do more. is just like, why not? Yeah. Why can't we do it? Who the hell says yeah. we can? not
0: my mom, exactly. You
1: know what I mean? yeah. like, It's ridiculous.
0: Once you Who, like, where did this come? I mean, cause okay. So this, this like, I don't care about what other people think. I don't even care about what I think. I'm just going to push for the absolute most. Where did that come from? Has that always been in you? Did, did you realize that this was part of you? You know, what started to really, really drive it was
1: I had cancer. Wow. So I got testicular cancer and rocked my world like i mean some people get cancer and it doesn't really affect them they just kind of like well i'm gonna go to chemo and, and whatever and they don't really change anything about their lives but for me i mean it completely rocked my world like yeah. i mean it, this i got it, it i was diagnosed in the end of 2009 okay um i end up losing literally everything i lost my house wow um i wasn't able to work I wasn't like saw death death's door the, they they told me chemo wasn't going to work. Wow. They told me I mean I didn't want to do radiation because it was just like it was right on my private parts. I didn't want it to basically fuck everything up down there worse than what it already was. Yeah. So I mean, I was kind of like I, I was lost. I mean, it really. Is. So I was really at the bottom of the barrel with it. I mean, ultimately, a lot of really good things come from that. Um. I, I you know I met my wife actually, which is a, wow. cra- a crazy crazy story when I was full of cancer. And, but ultimately the cancer gave me the, the like urgency to be yeah. to after it because it scared me. I'm like, fuck, I, I mean, I, I seen death's door and it was, yeah. it was coming right at me. So I just had the urgency of like, man, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it like right now. And I just started doubling down. And obviously this is once I got better, which is about uh January, 2013 is when I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. Yeah. And literally since then I was from negative a couple hundred thousand bucks to, uh, you know, I, I did just under a million that first year and I doubled it or tripled it really to 3 million the following. And I just was hammering down, down, down to where, you know, we're on point to do 75 this year. Um, yeah, incredible. It's it's crazy. It's, it's, it's a fun, crazy journey, but I think people get too lax with that. They don't take that urgency of like, shit, we, we're not here very long, but then, you know, you look back on us and, shit, 20 years, five years, years gone. And like, yeah. what the hell did like I accomplish?
0: Yeah. That's what I was hearing. As you were talking, it was like the realization of, we don't know how much time we have. Right. But in perspective, it's not that much time. And if I'm going to do this, what am I waiting on? Why am I, like, why am I not taking big risks? Like, let's just go for it. Cause what do you have to lose really? Cause you, that's, you were on that porch of, I don't have anything else to lose. Exactly.
1: And I think that's a, a huge advantage where people get a lot of caught up in their minds or their heads of, you know, they have a family, they have, the, they, they have all these so-called responsibilities right. and they get afraid to take those risks. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've noticed that as I've grown and been married, um, we just had, we had our first baby, like, yeah, you get like, get a little bit nervous of like, fuck, I don't, I mean, I don't want to let these guys down or my family okay. down. Yeah. But, Ultimately, it's, it's another huge key to make sure you got a good partner. That's going to support you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, key, I would not be where I'm at if I did not have the relationship that I have.
0: Give us just a 30 seconds on how you guys met. Cause obviously you said it was in most trying time. I mean,
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm in Utah and my family, my mom and all my sisters are literally in the medical field. And so they were f- freaking out.
0: Yeah. They, they knew the trying- seriousness
1: like every time I would see them, they would cry. They would freak out. They would, they would be devastated. So I literally left and I went to Alaska to get the hell away. Wow. (laughs) And I found my wife in Alaska
0: (laughs) and just, you guys were just out there in the wilderness making a tent or what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was some concrete and I just knew a guy and they're like, Hey, we need some help. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go up there. And and." I I knew this person that knew this person and they ended up just meeting up. And I was super sick. We went on our first date and I literally was just vulnerable as can be. I've never been more vulnerable never more raw. It was my first date, literally on the cancer. So I was just, I, I, I literally told her on my first date, I have cancer. I'm this, this is where I'm at you know, I did, I had no filters. You know, a lot of people have these filters on her, on themselves. Yeah. And she was just dumbfounded that I was being so real and raw with her about and vulnerable just where I was at. And she was the, literally the first person that supported me on my journey of wow. cancer. So, I mean, she started doing all the crazy cleanses with me and all this, like she literally was doing it step-by-step step with me and wow. it's beautiful beautiful thing
0: yeah i mean i'm just from an angle of like the family and of course they're concerned but you didn't take that as support right not that they weren't right It just it's just what you needed in that moment was somebody like this to like get in the trench with you walk through the cleanses you know be almost not suffering with you but but like kind of like you know picking you up as you hobbled absolutely absolutely wow um and, and i figured it would turn somewhere back to you know the the application of, of how you live your life now. And so I'd love to use that. Feel free to stay in that vein of how cancer has impacted you and like the things that you eat or the, the health perspective, because those things tie into the business more than most people give uh, credit
1: absolutely, to. Absolutely. 100% they
0: do. So stay in that vein for me. Like, what, what, what was a good choice or maybe now choices that you're making that helped you really like grow this? I mean, you're talking about $75 million. Like, people are going, what? Yeah. Give us some of those little things, whether it's health-wise, business-wise, just kind of give me some several things here that you're doing um, that maybe nobody sees.
1: One of the biggest things is, is I mean, I, I definitely hired a coach and to help me balance myself. So first thing, I mean, that's, in my opinion, the business is a direct reflection of the owner. Yeah. The owners don't give a shit. The way the owners represent themselves is the way that the business is going to do That's just my opinion about it. And I doubled down on myself of learning to heal the past, learning to get over my, like all of my mental blocks, my self-doubt. And so I literally doubled down on hiring the best coach that I could to just help me work through all of it and help me be able to take care of myself and be able to take care of my wife. And as I'm able to grow in uh, my own capacity, the business grows with me. If my mindset and my capacity is to able to achieve a $10 million business, I mean, what else do I need to do? Or how else do I need to change my thinking to get it to a $20 million business? Because you literally need to reinvent and change your thinking to get to a 10, to a 20, to a 50, to a 75 million, to a hundred million. Like you literally need to reinvent your thinking or change your thinking
0: yeah.
1: every time you evolve to that next step. Yeah. Because the same guy that got you to a million is not going to get you to 100 million. Right. It's not.
0: So the principle here, obviously, the changing of mindset. But even for the guy listening who hasn't hit the one million mark, even you're still saying that it's in their mind. And as far as like they could find someone, coach or a confidant, whatever, some, someone to help shift that mind yes, set that absolutely. they have.
1: Absolutely. And there's a thousand coaches out there. A lot of them are shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably see this as much as anybody. It's finding someone that literally inspires you to be better, that literally cares. And you can it's look good. at them and say, I want to be where that person's at. I want to think how that person thinks. I mean, yeah. I, it's kind of the same principle as far as you're not going to take marriage advice from a broke, from a divorced person or right. exercise advice from a, a fat person. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm going to go and listen to a guy that makes a hundred million or 200 million yeah. and understand his thinking process.
0: Of it. So simple. It's so easy to like what you're saying makes perfect sense, <laughs> yeah. but what people often do then is then they just either keep doing their own thing and not willing to hear other people or they're listening to people. Like you said, that just really aren't, um, I loved your definition, when you said inspiring you to be the best version of yourself. Obviously, there's like tactical things that go into being able to do and change your mindset, all that fun stuff. But I think that's a, just a super easy definition for, for the listener to be able to go, okay, does this person, do they, do they make me want to be better? Does, do they make me want to go to the next level? I think that's a huge component of what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. And is that person really in it for them? Are they really in it for you? Right. Is that coach or is that person, whoever, that significant other, are they really, are they really just trying to get money off of you? You know what I mean? To, to consult or to like motivate. I mean, that's fucking bullshit. Right. That's the reality of it is that you gotta be, you gotta motivate yourself. And there's a lot of times motivation is shit. You gotta discipline yourself and you gotta want to
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't, there's, it doesn't matter if the other person is good or not exactly. <laughs> or bad for that matter. Exactly. It I mean, a lot of it has to come down to uh, your your own greater or lesser desire. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Let's flip the coin here. What, what was a what was a decision or maybe a point in time that something that you did that that was a, not a good decision at all, <laughs> and that you can pinpoint and give us the juicy details of?
1: I mean, I definitely ran into some brick walls by being as aggress as aggressive as I was to double down and double the business, and I was literally doubling that almost every single year, and. I was kept saying yes to the projects or the contracts or whatever I was getting, and they were getting bigger and bigger and I never realized that it takes a shitload of money that people have a hard time quantifying to grow a business i mean you're you're out i mean for me at the size i mean you're out millions of dollars to grow that business with payroll contracts yeah. staff all that stuff that comes yeah. into it and <laughs> there was one year that really i had all of the projects they moved they shifted permits all this other crap literally i had like 10 million start all in one month and it like it hurt bad i mean it was to a point where i was starting to rob peter to pay paul like i was starting to not pay vendors so i can literally pay my right. my labor my my right. uh, payroll and fortunately i I was communicating with my vendors to where I'm like, Hey, I can get you a little bit this and a little bit this. And I right, knew that right. if I, if I messed up on my, my payroll, I'm fucked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so how you're going to get the job done.
1: Exactly. So I, I, no matter what payroll number was number one. And then I negotiated and I worked it out. I paid payments. I did whatever I had to do, but there was a lot of times, of like I had no idea how I'm going to make payroll. So it, it, it was literally like the night before where Okay, I got this figured out, and got it in here, and it was like that for a good another six months. It was that way, and it, I was burned out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm it, sure.
1: So that's probably you could say it was dumb, but it was also a really good lesson of how to manage the finances and know that, what jobs line up where, yep. and how to grow that business and how much money that actually takes. So, so that was a really stupid thing I did, but also taught me a very valuable lesson to move forward with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously I love the mindset of using it uh, for the greater good inside of that aggressiveness, as you, as you say it, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you had $10 million of the project start in one month where, you know, folks listening probably have never done 10 million total in, in their project career or in their client career or whatever. And so the reality here is even though it was crazy, cause I know that moment, I'm actually kind of in one of those moments right now with one of my companies <laughs> where it's like, This all came down to the same week. I don't understand how this is possible, but I'll tell you what it does. What you just described is it literally puts you on the edge or out like you can't be in the box anymore. Like it forces you to a place of solution. It forces your mind to think differently than you have. Exactly. And I think that's actually what I'm addicted to. If I'm being completely honest.
1: (laughs) I 100% agree with you. And totally, I'll, I'll tell you this. That's literally what I've done. Is is is, I was addicted to pushing the limits. So I would almost push it and push it and push it and push it until it was literally like last year. I, I was feeling like, okay, this methodology of trying to do it that same way is not going to work. From going from fifty million to hundred, like I am yep. totally going to screw myself if I continue thinking that I'm just going to commit to a hundred million and we're just going to make it work. <laughs> you got to be a lot more strategic about that, and so that's something yeah. that I've been reevaluating myself of how to accomplish it. But, yeah. So I, I get it. I'm 100% addicted, and I know exactly what you're talking about. But I know that your pitcher, you have to start modeling and changing that way of
0: thinking. 100%. Here's the good part that you just heard as the listener. Jesse is going to do 75 million, and he's recently come to the conclusion that. Maybe I should be more strategic, right? Like it, and obviously I'm, I'm, I simplified all of what you just said there. I, that's not, I, you've obviously been strategic before now, obviously, but I love the rawness of the authenticity of that because it just, it, it, what it should do is this, it should give permission to the listener. Just go for it, man. You don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be all lined up. It doesn't have to be the right plan. But, but what you do need to do is like get after it. And you do need to create something. You got to get the ball in motion. You got to have some sort of a plan. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's what I heard you just say. That's what you just gave permission for everybody to say or for everybody Absolutely. to
1: do. I'll tell you the difference with it, too. A lot of my people that work for me now, I would commit to it. And I'd say, we'll figure it out. And I was always steadfast of like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. I don't know how we're going to figure it out, but I know that I'm committed to, and I know my work ethic and I know your work ethic and I know how we can do it. I don't know how, like, I don't know all the parts and pieces and the steps, but I know that we will figure it out. And so that's what I can bet on is I can bet on me. Yep. I think that's where a lot of people you're, you're dead on about people getting just hung up on having everything aligned perfectly to make that jump. It's shit. I mean, you just got to go for it yeah so one of the one of the calls why i was a little bit late is i have a 27 million dollar deal biggest deal i've ever that that i would be doing like he's yeah. coming over to my office to me i've never done that it's a big that's literally like double the, the size of contract that i've ever done and why not who the hell says i can't do it besides me yeah you know it's 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 a beautiful process
0: yeah i remember um I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties. I had four, um, franchise locations in two States at that time. And a location came up I'm in Kansas and Missouri and a location in Florida pops up for sale. And uh, I was the first one to respond like, yep, let me, let me get the numbers. Let me take a look at it. They ended up going with me because I was the quickest to respond. They, they liked me, you know, the whole deal. And, um, I had so many people be like, can't, Kansas City is okay. That makes sense. Like all these together, Wichita, that a couple of hours south. That makes even sense a little bit. It's three hours south, Florida. Why? And my response was, Why not? Why not? Who says I can't? Who no. says? I, and I'll tell you what. Um, the benefit of purchasing, having, and buying, in an, even an individual location that does a million bucks, states away, hours away, that I cannot get to quickly at all. <laughs> The things that I had to figure out quickly in my own mind and then around the team are invaluable. The same things that you learned that, that I'm talking about are going to help you figure out the $27 million deal. That's it. Or the, the $100,000 deal that the guy listening right now, he's like, I'm only, I only did $500,000 last year. And this guy wants me to do a $100,000 project. Or this is a $100,000 client that we're trying to bring marketing services to or whatever. And it's like, you'll figure it out. Like, obviously, there's a, there's a little bit of um, imposter syndrome right? Like, uh, maybe I'm not good enough. Like speak on that for a minute because you're in the moment right now of doing something twice as big, but you you feel capable, but you know, you're maybe you are, but you're not, but like, uh, talk about that.
1: You do because you have to sell that client the certainty of like, yeah, I do. I am confident. I do know what I'm talking about. Is it the biggest I would admit of like, yes, this is my biggest contract. I'm very confident that we can do this. This is why. This is how we've done it. This is what we've done in the past. And this is why I believe that we can do this easily or, or challengingly and and point out the challenges that you see that, you know, is going to be a challenge of it. And I think the biggest thing is really just talking about it and communicating with that client. Like, yes, this is huge. This is what I'm nervous about. This is what I think we can do. This is how we can literally plan it out. Say, Hey, this is what I'm nervous about, but this is what I'm going to do to see if we can make sure we can compensate for this thing that I'm worried about. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 100%. From the beginning, you've lived in this vein of authenticity, right? Even from the beginning, you're like, I, you know, my wife just couldn't, couldn't imagine, or couldn't believe I was being so open. That's just what you just described with a client who a a, a portion of his project is 27 million. The the concrete portion is 27 million. Yeah. So you have to understand the person that you're talking to is dealing in hundreds of millions. Yes. Okay. So Ah. you're, you're the the biggest contract you've ever done. You're talking to somebody who's dealing in numbers three and four times that you're used to. This is only a piece of his overall one project. He's probably got multiple projects and you're going to be vulnerable with this guy is your answer. And I think most people hear that and go, wait, what? I shit you not. The
1: dude loves me because I am. Cause, cause that builds trust vulnerability builds trust. And so when you're vulnerable with that guy, he can trust you because he knows that you're going to speak what's on your mind, what's going on, how you're feeling about it. And it's, it, it creates a sense of like, I can, I can trust that guy. Yep. Instead okay. of coming in there, you're, you're acting like it's all good. And you, you kind of come in with a puffed chest of the, the truly the imposter syndrome. We got this, no big deal, but reality of it, get your gut feeling of like this dude's full of shit. Yeah, I mean, you, you deal with enough people, you can start telling when they're full of shit and when they're not. Yeah, And when you just start addressing those things and create that vulnerability with your clients and you're being real with them, to me, that's how you're creating those relationships.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing. I think market-wide in any business is you have integrity with what you're doing. So if you say you're going to do it, you do it. And you do everything you possibly can Do what you say you're going to do. Now that's tough as I mean that's tough as nails sometimes inside of business because there's so many different things that you that's kind of out of out of your control. Yeah. But when your clients see you make the best effort that you can, you're communicating with them. You're going to have a better success rate by doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Honor your word. Follow up with them. Communicate with them. Yeah. Of your follies, what you can do to make it up. And be prepared to work your ass off and do what you say you're gonna do. Yeah. Don't go on vacation. If if you have a fire, like put the fire out. Don't go on vacation. If you have to cancel your vacation, put cancel the damn thing. Or you're gonna to have to skip your kids' game. It depends on really what you want and where you're going with them. Yeah. For me, that's just the level I'm committed to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that you know, some people will hear that and be like, oh well, you know, work life balance and I'm gonna be at my kids' game. And but I think that the situation that you're referring to is in the sticky, right? Like do what you say, <laughs> fulfill what it is that you say you're going to do. And in those moments, when it's a choice of integrity, your word, like that's what you're choosing. You're not choosing the job. You're not choosing the business over the family. In fact, I feel like in that moment, you're actually choosing the family because it's probably your son who's going to take over the business or be associated to your big name at some point. And so I'm, I'm not choosing the business in that moment. I'm choosing what you just said, integrity, Yes. so that the legacy can continue.
1: You're going to want to show your son or whoever that person is going to be that's going to take it over. You want to show them that. They do what you do. They don't do what you say. They do what you do. So if you're being in in integrity, that's what they're going to do. If you say it, it doesn't mean anything if you're out of integrity, but you say you need to stay in integrity. I mean, You know that if you're having any kids, say don't touch it, but you just let them do it anyway. I mean, it's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So we, we've gotten into some really, really good stuff. I want to transition to our speed round um, and, and get some a little bit different angled questions here going. The first one is this. If you dwindled your entire business down, Jesse, into one trackable metric, what is it? Labor. Okay. Tell me why. I think you could probably go a couple different ways with that.
1: That's the biggest influx that, and the biggest variable that I have with inside the business is my labor and my people.
0: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. I mean by far that's the biggest thing. It's not a yeah,
0: yeah. If you if you know that number, the rest can be controlled. Yep, got it. That's good stuff. What book would you recommend, Jesse, that a six figure business owner read? Five Levels of
1: Leadership, John okay. C. Maxwell. Awesome book. I love that book. The next book, Keith Cunningham, The Road Less Stupid, is an excellent book. I love that book. I love yeah. Keith Cunningham. Great dude. hits the nail on the
0: head. Yeah. We were just talking about that book a week or so ago, maybe two weeks or so ago in my mastermind and the thinking time that he references um, in that book and being able to specifically not only do it, but, but define it and, and look for it. So anyway, neither here nor there. Great book. Great, great, great recommendation. Yeah. Kind of continue the, the mastermind vein there. Do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs?
1: Um, I do. So that's part of the coaching. And that's part of the group that, that I'm affiliated with, which is wake up warrior. Nice. Um, and uh, they do they have a lot of several other entrepreneurs, and it is good when you're in your box, you're in the moment, it is good to literally unplug, and go to a different state, different environment, different energy, and kind of just break it up. So you can see yep. that 30,000 foot view and see, okay, realign yourself where you're going, what you're doing. And you get to just connect with other guys that are literally just like, it's more of a camaraderie instead of competition. And so it's almost like a recharge of like, okay, cool. And they, you can identify the struggles like you and I and any other entrepreneur, any other person, we have the same struggles. Now the circumstances might be a little different, but literally I'm going to experience betrayal. So are you, so are the, so is the next guy. And how we react to those is what's going to separate us. Yeah. How it's we true. react, our thinking about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. The camaraderie, um, the like-mindedness, all of that. Um, as you're talking, uh, makes me think of some some deep relationships that I've uh, developed over the years, and and that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's it's
1: it's essential that you can go and have someone that can be that sounding board for you.
0: Right. All right, Jesse. I got I got one more question for you. Okay. If you lost it all what would you do
1: start over again?
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like doing the same things, thing. Um, I probably would have a smaller version of it if I lost it all. So I can teach my kids the work ethic and it's in, in, in a trade because I feel like that's valuable to me and my family. So I, I would want sure. my sons to learn a trade and then I would probably get more into I probably would try out a few different businesses. I probably try out real estate. You know, I, I think food is going to become a, an essential part of the upcoming, whatever the hell is going on inside of the, our country. So I right. probably dive into some of those, some of those businesses. So
0: you, you wouldn't roll over. It sounds like,
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to roll over. I mean,
0: <laughs> no, I didn't think that would be the answer. Um, I, 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 I Also too, I mean, you've been in that position, you know, where, like you said, you were on the porch of what else is left. And so why not go for it? I see that moment being similar to losing it all. I'm here. What do I have left to lose? I might as well just go for it again.
1: Why the hell would you throw away that experience? Yeah. I just spent the last 15 years building all this, doing all this. And you want me just to retire and just throw that knowledge away? Like I can go build this thing literally in half the time right i mean because you've already figured out the steps of it
0: yeah literally uh jesse you've been absolutely incredible uh the mindset that that um you're just so authentic about it um it's it's crazy mindset but just real at the same time it's not it's, there's no fluff in in that um and i just so appreciate that how can someone connect with you how can they find you get to know you better or ask questions that type of thing
1: by all means you can definitely look us up our company is J J-Rock, jrock construction um we are super busy, but uh, <laughs> you can always find me just on, on Instagram, as well as my, my company page, J rock construction. Uh, my name is Jesse O Barlow is where you can usually find me on Instagram and uh, you can direct message me there. Uh, you can have the, the contact link inside of my, my website and we're very, pretty responsive to it. Yeah. So uh, that's usually the best place.
0: Good. Yeah, no, that's incredible um, that someone at your level would even offer that. So thank you for even being here, um, for offering the value, um, the authenticity, again, just unmatched. Uh, we wish you nothing but success in, in your family, blessings in your business, all of that good stuff. Thank you for being awesome. here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there,